Welcome to Six Again, your go-to rugby league podcast with hosts Adam Hoy and Jared Mooton. Let's kick off. Hello and welcome into the Six Again podcast. This is our round eight, round eight preview show. We're going to try and get it out, well, most of it done. It is Thursday night and we have the kickoff to the Sharks-Broncos match. Uh, about 10 minutes away. Uh, recording a day later than normal, but shit happens. That's life. I am one of your hosts, Adam Hoy, and muting his microphone on the other end because he's still finishing off his dinner is Jared. Yeah, I'm still eating. Um, 10 minutes before the game, who's your tip straight away? Sharks. Me too. We can cover that one up. Cool. Um, Nick Wally Wallace will be jumping on for some redemption in Nick's picks, we will have to say. Although he did win a bucket load of cash on the Manly game of a tip that he didn't put on the show. So, bloody well done. Hasn't been a whole bunch of news since the last episode. Outside of a couple of milestones, we'll be reached this weekend. Chad Townsend will play his 200th game. So, congratulations, Chad. Uh, played for Cronulla, played for the Warriors, uh, played for the Cowboys. And I'm not missing anyone there, am I? No. No. And then also Cody Walker will play his 150th game. And that's a really special significance because those that are new to the game may not know that Cody Walker debuted at the age of 26, which is very late, especially in the NRL, let alone professional sports. So to reach 150 games despite coming at that age is a remarkable achievement because he's been very durable. He, he was in that... Um... Ipswich team, wasn't it? That the Walker brother Ipswich team won the grand final. Really? I'm pretty Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Who was? I'd be surprised. Playing that, and they played the most untraditional game of footy, but probably the most entertaining football team in the last 20 years. Yeah. The best Um, team to watch. And we got to see him down at the NRL grand final one. That's fantastic. As for Chad Townsend, you know, won a grand final 2016 for the Sharks. Probably, in my mind, one of the most underrated halfbacks outside of the immediate football faction. Like, the, like, I imagine a lot of people outside of football, like, not outside, but, like, the supporters and kind of say, oh, yeah, Chad Townsend kind of thing. But I think amongst the, the players and the coaches doing their weekly um, meetings and stuff like that, preparation, you know, opposition teams doing their preparation, Preparation. He was significantly like you. He, he, he was a threat to everywhere he went, and like I, I love this bloke. I reckon he's one of the most consistent halfbacks there is, um, and probably just because there was just elite players ahead of him didn't play more rep. Yeah, if he does the importance of Townsend and the the brilliance of Townsend and the teams that he plays for, if he does his job well, it frees up the 5-8. And you look at James Maloney, uh, the Sharks, you look at Tom Deard and now it's allowed him to get back to his running game. He controls the show and if he's allowed to do that and the forwards protect him to do that, if you've got a creative 5-8 outside him who runs the ball, they get to play their best footy. Um, and when the Sharks were running well through that grand final, he was doing that. Kicking game was running the show, passing game was running the show, communication, He's just that perfect halfback where you can just give him a game plan. He'll stick to it. 
and there's a tiny little gap between his best and worst game. Yes. He's not going to go out and yeah. win you a game, but he definitely won't lose you a game either. Yeah. All right. Uh, outside of that, there is big news with regards to international test matches. So the Pacific Nations will be kicking off their World Cup campaigns in June when they take to the field. So it'll be the first rugby league international test played in the Southern Hemisphere since 2019, if you can believe that. New Zealand will host Tonga in Auckland, while Samoa will meet the Cook Islands, and Fiji will face Papua New Guinea in the Pacific Test doubleheader at Campbelltown Stadium on June 25. So this is part of the standalone representative weekend. So the women's state of origin will be in Canberra on June 24. Game two of the men's series will be in Perth on June 26. And, and that doubleheader will be June 25. And we talked about this. I'd love to see a three-week standalone period right in the middle of the year um, where this sort of stuff happens each weekend. This is kind of like a tiny little teaser, I guess, of this dream idea that I had. So have anyway. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be epic. I'm really interested to see the teams because a couple of years ago we were in the World Cup when Tonga probably were at their peak. A few of those players have moved on now. Yes. Um, so it'd be interesting what their team's going to actually look like. So it'd be really good. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And here we go. On that, uh, we'll continue on with that conversation as Nick Wells jumped into the uh, conversation here. So... We're just going through the Pacific yeah, Island test matches, eh, well? It's talking about player representation and what they will be allowed to do. So what the likes of Junior Polo, Jerome Luai, Xavier Coates will be able to play State of Origin and still represent the Pacific Nation heritage. Players are no longer able to swap between nations in the same year. So that's going to prevent 11-hour decision defections like Tamalolo, Fafita, Fusatua, Takio, who did... Uh, for Tonga in the 2017 World Cup. So players that this may affect, Renato Molotalo would be unable to play for New Zealand in the mid-season test and then choose to represent Samara at the World Cup if he's left out of the New Zealand side. Um, what about the New South Wales origin? So the likes of Sisa Vitalikai, Katoni Stagg, Stephen Crichton could still represent New South Wales and play for Tonga or Samoa. That's shit. So it's not an Australian, it's not the Australian team, it's the state team. So this is looking at international teams only. Um, anyway, the Kiwi Ferns will also warm up for the World Cup with a test against Tonga in a doubleheader at Mount, Start, Mount Smart Stadium on June 25 as well. So there we go. Whole bunch of international tests to look forward to smack bang in the middle of the season. So there'll be more information with regards to ticketing and all that sort of stuff as we get closer to it. Really excited for that. Oh, sorry. Here we go. May 17, tickets will be on sale. Tickets starting from $10 for adults, $5 for juniors, and $25 for families. So definitely affordable and should be a cracking night of footy. All right, let's get straight into the Knicks picks. It's Knicks picks. I love that. I love that theme. Yeah, no. It's we kind of got to say it, then we put the theme in. We can't actually hear it when the theme's going, then we've got to pretend that we can hear it. So, yeah, I love that theme. Yeah. Nick's picks. So, those who weren't here for the preview show last week, Nick Wally Wallace, who's covered multiple times for Jared and myself, 
has his own betting segment, which got off to the worst of starts last week. Zero for four on his yep. tips, albeit we did mention that you put one on the Manly game right before it happened, and that's when you won. You know what's funny, right? So when you said something to me last week, I had five bets that I wanted to put on, and you're like, oh, maybe try and cut it down. The one I took off was Olakawatu to score any time. <laughs> so the only one I got right. But you won't get that one right this week. Ones. No, no. Um, I wasn't too far off from the other ones. Um, Johnson scored one try. He got held up over the line three or four times. Um, Olam scored one try. Yeah, had Penrith one, I fell one. All four, you had something within the bet that yeah, worked so out felt, and one thing that just the, missed. The, the two multis I had were one leg short. So the Penrith one, I needed Lamart to score, he didn't score. And I actually got avoid back on my bet for the Dragons game because Jack Bird got injured in the first half. So okay, there we go. I thought it was... Would have scored, of course. Did you see who did score in the Penrith game, even though Liam Martin didn't? Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. The, the other two back rowers, Kickout and Yo, both scored, but Martin didn't. Oh, Yo, yeah. <laughs> I was so, like, just had to be better. the one of the three. So yeah. I was saying to Jared, the bet I didn't put on with West Tigers to win... <laughs> North Aluma and Cody Walker to score. Of course, that's one that happened as well. So there we go. Mm. So we <laughs> Jack Bird injury. He's been named this weekend. Did yeah. he break his yeah. arm? Yeah. So they've named him because they're still awaiting the results and scans at the time of the because we played on the Monday and had to name the team on the Tuesday. So I think they just named him because they didn't have the results yeah. back yet. But I haven't seen anything more on that. Yeah, yeah right. over the last game this round as well. It was a pretty yeah, significant yeah. bloody, like... He caught the whack. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Like, the, the hit was huge. And, yeah, I, I'm surprised his name, but we'll find out more on later and now. Yeah, well, I, I've i had him in my fantasy side all season, and I did drop him this week. Uh, trade him, actually. I'm not hoping he doesn't play, because I don't wish that upon players, but it allowed me to pick up uh, Nathan Cleary now. So I think my team's pretty... Pretty set that's a wise move. Yeah, it gives me a um yeah, we'll get to that later on. So what have we what have we got this week? Well uh, I've just um had a quick look. I've um I actually didn't have too bad a weekend on the punt last week. I I find that before the game I get a bit more of a feel. So I'm going on the game tonight, the Broncos Sharks. I'm going. Yep. It's just for even though you'll be listening this Friday morning, but it's about to kick off. So he's getting in beforehand. Yeah. So I've got uh, Sharks 13 plus, Talakai, and more Talo anytime try scorers at $4.30 odds. So that's my that's multi for the week. Yeah. Four, I was surprised that they were paying that much, to be honest. Um, $4.30. Yeah. I think so. Let me just check on sports. So we did give you a lot of the same as us. Sorry, so, yeah. no, it's it's four. It was four dollars. Sorry, um, it was four dollars thirty. If I put the boost on, which I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, um, count, we'll, we'll count the extra thirty cents. We'll be generous. There we go. The the, the interesting <laughs> battle tonight: Talakai versus Stags. Who wins? You reckon? Oh, I think Talakai wins just purely because he's in a better team. Yeah, Stags okay. loves the moments, but he might burn him once or twice. But uh, yeah, they're completely different. Close to the Sharks, which is. Um, so, Wall started with a $100 kitty, as Jared and I did at the start of the season. Um, he threw up 20 bucks last week, which is 
Or oh. Gordon, albeit did, you got that void back, you said, for that bet. So I'm, just, I'm guessing that'll go back. Yeah, but I'll, it was only, I think only two dollars. Yeah, oh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so it's eighty-two dollars um, he's working with. What are we putting on that at four thirty? And the so I've got another one. So I've got a multi and just an outright bet. So my yeah. other one is Alex Johnson for a double this week. I'm backing him again. All right. So <clears throat> what's that? Oh, eighty-two. What's that at? Let's just put. Uh, four dollars sixty. Ooh, and they're so, coming up against a man. Another uh, new manly uh, edge. New manly edge. Yes. If so, uh, Morgan Harper was playing, I would have put him on for three. <laughs> <laughs> we already yeah, called this sex again podcast. This is Morgan Harper fucking bitch fest on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I still well, think we're nice, man, honestly. <laughs> right, all right. So you've uh, got. Mate, a... He had COVID, so. Yeah, he was underdone. So let's chuck six, six, buck, six bucks on each. Make six it eight. around 70. All right. So we got $6. So double that out. That's six. That's 12 bucks. That'll take you down to 70 if they don't pay out. But some pretty juicy odds right there. Jared, have you got yours ready to go? All right. Yes, I do actually have my bet. I got a free leg multi for $10. Sydney Roosters to win. Josh Adokardo, anytime try scorer. Paul Momorowski, anytime try scorer. Going at $8.50. Oh, you got $10 on it, right? Yeah. $8.50 on that one. I, I don't mind that. Adokardo, everyone's probably going to be. Like, he scored two in the first half last week. They're finally starting to utilize him correctly. And Paul Morowski's been pretty. But hasn't been very good defensively. Got dominated by Katoni Staggs a couple of weeks ago, but they're setting him up and putting him over for a few tries. So see how that one goes. All right. And I've taken mine off a tip from Wall already with Luciano Leilua paying 440 anytime try scorer. That into Dragons to win, which at this point, Dragons are favorites, but that's still with Jack Bird in the squad. But anyway, that's paying $7.25. So probably you're betting on us to win. That's that's dangerous. That's the thing. It all comes down to Jack Bird, doesn't it? Really? Oh, Seriously? I don't know if it all comes down to that. But well, actually, Jane Sue is there so, too, isn't he? So Jane what happens? So what happens is Sloan come back in and by go to six, or does Amone or Sullivan come uh, in? Straight I, would imag- I would imagine Amone would play six and Sullivan would play fourteen. That's not ideal. You. Mono's probably the Sullivan's been killed in the reserve grade since he came back a couple of weeks ago, hasn't he? Yeah, he too. Yeah. I don't know. He must have copped a head knock last week because he only played twenty minutes in reserve grade. But the week before, yeah, he had like uh, he was involved in like four or five tries. Yeah, yeah. So that's surprising. And so that means Tyrell Sloan's just not getting to run. He's just you reckon? He had a good game last week. I think he's had a bit of a mixed bag since he's been back, but last week they said was his best performance since he's... Yeah, he ran over 200 metres and had try assists in the try or something like that. But. i got to say, last, last week, Mbai just does the little things right. Eh? He's safe under the high ball. And there were a lot of times close to the line, Roosters were trying to barge over and he was just he was there to yeah. stop him four or five Look, times. And I played against him for 10 years. Oh, there we get go. It. Um... I get it. Tyson Gamble, fifth, ta- fifth tackle option, kicks it straight to Nico Hines' chest. 
who then offloads and sharks run 60 meters <laughs> so up to the 40 on the first tackle well that's a gamble um, man like he, he, he he's a guy who's loving the team just because he's enthusiastic nah. but if you watch him from a nah. third party nah. like fuck off mate fuck There's off no, safe grade written all over him <laughs> if that I, I think like with that haircut more c grade but if you look at can you explain this to me right so i'm getting seven dollar 25 odds dragons to win and luciano leo to score and st george had a header paying dollar 54 tigers are paying two dollars 50 so way outsiders if i go tigers to win with luciano leo it drops to six dollars 50 is that just because <laughs> so the way it's because it's so the, the difficulty team. of getting it right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a tougher it's tougher to pick if you think the other team's going to win, but this person's going to score. I've always had the same debate. It's bullshit. But, I was just like, come on, yeah. that drops it down to six fifty from seven twenty five. But now that yeah. now that I remember Jaden, so I might change the Tigers. Yeah, I wouldn't blame him. Um, I'm, I'm I crazy. I'm going to change it from Dragons to West and drop my odds. Oh, Jesus. That's still 65 bucks. I'm 60 bucks ahead of you, Jared. I've got a little bit to play it with. It could be a bit flat after last week, I reckon. All right. Although surely right. West, West is sick of winning games by one point. Surely they're done and we just pump them. <laughs> I don't know how many teams yeah. have won three uh, games in a row by one point. I guarantee you they hate winning. Just straight up hate winning. <laughs> oh, fuck. I was about to say, I'll let you go while you go watch the game. And Payne Haas just took a hit up. Four people I took to stop him. He's standing upright and then got an offload away over the top instead. <laughs> yeah, let's get those super coach points going, Payne. This, 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 this is why we can't do this while the game's on. Because <laughs> Adam just goes, oh, holy shit, look at that. Every single damn time. Yeah, I promise I won't do it anymore. All right, see you well. Go go watch the game Cheers, while boys. we pretend it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, boys. See you, buddy. Okay, uh, okay, so if we go into, obviously the Sharks and Broncos are playing at the moment. So we'll wrap that one up real quick before we have a slight pause and do the rest of the games. Uh, same 17 for the Broncos. I don't think I've said that in quite a while. Uh, Wade Graham is confirmed to make his comeback from an ankle injury via the bench, but Fanuka will miss out again. So is that actually what ended up occurring? Jared, you can check that. Which means Cameron uh, starts at lock. Wade yeah, Cameron is starting at lock and Braden Trindle on the bench. Aiden Tolman is starting on the bench with Royce Hunt starting up front. Um, probably two. Fafida. Fafida. Andrew Fafida's on the bench. On the reserve. He's dropped. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, both took our tips in for that one. Yeah. Do you want to have a break or what? Just go, go uh, real quick one. And we'll come back and go through team list for all the rest. Okay, so next game, Titans versus Pembroke at Seabus Super Stadium, 6 p.m. on Friday night. Uh, AJ Brimson goes back to fullback, taking over from Jermaine Asako. Um, Will Smith going to 5'8". Phil Sammy back on the wing and Patrick Herbert returning to centres with David Feeder back to the forwards. Kevin Proctor to the bench and Jared Ross to reserves. Uh, Fodawaka started prop with Jermaine Joliff out with a calf injury. Tanner Boyd and Herman SASA joined the bench. Herman SASA, very underrated player. I think he do pretty well. Um, Janie Campbell's listed amongst reserves and it appears to be a good chance to return to fullback. If that happens, Will Smith to the bench. 
AJ Brimson to six and um, Campbell to fullback, you'd say. <laughs> so literally the timing of how this podcast goes, as soon as Jared said that, there's been an update with regards to positional changes for the Titans. So he's going to backtrack and just go uh, change on the wing. Yeah, Corey Thompson's on the wing now. Um, in place of Sammy. Jaden Campbell is not even in contention anymore. Just Jermaine Asako and Sam McIntyre listed among the reserves. So, and yeah. I was going to say, how can Sam McIntyre be on the reserves and Kevin Proctor on the interchange based on what we've seen from him this season? I don't know. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not changing things all over the place. And I thought Will Smith's been brilliant coming off the bench in that role I'd, I'd want to keep him there it's sometimes you've just like look at what dylan walker's been doing for manly for six months yeah, now and with proctor last week when he came on in that first 10 minutes he, he let go he dropped the ball once and he let three penalties in that thing and i don't know if he's still maintained his spot because of his experience but reality of it is that any other person, for me, if you let go three penalties in 10 minutes and a drop ball, that's instant drop, no matter who you are. Yeah, it's For me, that's that's massive. And, yeah, so a bit, bit confused about this, but hope, hopefully there might even be a late change here. All right, they're coming up against uh, Penrith's side, who we talked about in the round seven wrap, that outside of Manly in the first round and... The Knights, who so got to them for a bit, the twenty minutes. Yeah. They've had a pretty stand, like pretty easy draw so far. But credit to them, they're beating everyone who's put in front of them, and they'll be licking their lips coming up against a Titans side who they they've looked out of sorts because we we talked a few weeks ago about how much they can score, and that kind of helps when they've got no defense. But when they when the scoring dries up, this could have a pasting written all over it. You got Penrith? Uh, yeah. So, right, next Penrith, game. there's no change, I think, from last week, is there? Nope. No. Nope. Brian Tyler is looking to return in two weeks' time. Yeah. But, yeah, Sonny Luke retained his spot, that's all. Um, is it, Has something next, happened with Mitch Kenny that I missed? Is he injured or...? He got dropped. Oh, okay. Yeah, Jamin Salmon's more versatile utility and Cora No, but I mean, Mitch Kenny's like an out-and-out hooker and that's what Sony Luke's been playing. Yeah, right. No, he must have been just dropped. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, so second game on the Friday night. This one's up oh, at Central Coast. Oh, do you have the odds for that one? I think it's going to be pretty... I'll bring them up. You just keep going. Pretty heavy. Um, so this one's at Central Coast Stadium. Is it generally is each year? We got the Rabbitohs versus Seagulls. Now this could be <sighs> shit. I think this is one of the probably four kind of 50-50 games of the weekend for a lot of people. So this is at 755 for the Rabbitohs. Hammy Selle's been ruled out after copying a head knock against the Tigers. So <laughs> Trent Peoples comes onto the bench for his NRL debut could be in contention for the least NRL name or least rugby league name I've ever heard. Trent Peoples. Sounds like uh, an insurance agent. Uh, the odds for the Pembroke game was $1.10 to Pembroke and $7 to Gold Coast. Trust the um, Peoples. For, for this day, a, a game, it's $1.60 to South Sydney and $2.35. To That's interesting. The odds around the Seagulls there. 
Uh, Latrell Mitchell's brother, Shakai, remained in the squad after it was cut to 19. He's closing on on an NRL debut, remembering he played for the Indigenous All-Stars at the start of the year, first time we saw him. Tane Mill's suspension paves the way for Isaiah Tass to come into the centres. Of course, it has to be against Mike Seagulls after I've talked him up so much. Jacob Host is out with a shoulder injury, so Sylvia Habili joins the bench. I am super excited to watch Isaiah Tass and Tolo Kula in the same game for a full 80 minutes. These are two of the most exciting young outside backs in the game. And there's a good chance that they're going to be facing off against each other, which uh, could be a brilliant, brilliant uh, spectacle to watch in its own. Josh Suster for the Seagulls remained in the 19-man squad. And the Manly Physio this week said he's available for selection. So we'll see what Hasler does there. And he's on track to play his first game. Martin to power COVID protocols. Sean Kepi head knock are the new props. We come back in after Andrew Davies sideline with a shoulder injury. Toss Sipley reverts to the bench. And Olicado is out through suspension. And Paseca is out with a knee. So Ben Trebojevic and Kurt DeLewis come in for their first games of the season. So much uh, a weaker bench for the Seagulls without Paseca being there and Bullimore being there or Lawton because they're both now the starting second rowers. So Lawton and Bullimore in there. I said Kepi and Tapao up front and Kula is in after Morgan Harper was dropped. I'm shocked. Uh, reserves... 18th man is Morgan Harper. 19th man is Josh Schuster. So if Schuster comes in, I would assume it's going to be for a straight uh, Kurt DeLewis, most likely. Or It'll be a coin flip between Trebojevic and Lewis, actually. Uh, Schuster would go straight to the second row and Lawton or Bullimore will drop back to the bench is what I'd say would happen. Yeah. Now... Combined with the cooler inclusion and the possible Schuster inclusion, it does strengthen the Manly side, I guess, overall. But then you combat that with the loss of Aloi, Paseca, Olakatu. And Olakatu has been a strike weapon for them since the season. And out of everything, I'm most bummed about not seeing Olakatu up against Colin Matungi. Mm-hmm. That would have been... That would have been brilliant. Two yeah. very similar players, very similar size. Both play with aggression. Love a big shot in defense. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I'm actually going manly on this one. Oh. I think there's that Oregon, yeah, they've got the team to do it. South's a pretty low on confidence right now. So, yeah, go, go manly. Who are you going? I find this one really tough. I have tipped the Rabbitohs. Uh, I'm going against my boys. But this, like I said, this is one of the four 50-50 games to me for the for the week. So I think a lot of people are going to go 4-0 and through these four, and a lot of people are going to go 2-2 two and two and a lot are going to go 0-4. So I just think the form of the Rabbitohs back row, Jayari, Kamari, Kolomitangi, is going to be too much for Manly to handle on the edges. Uh, Carl Lawton and Bullimore. I don't think either of them have the strike in offense so far this season. Cody Walker's ran into form, which will be a good matchup against uh, Kieran Foran, different styles. And Cherry Evans is coming up, up against Lachlan Ilias, who's starting to find some confidence. The back line to me, I don't know. It, it, 
it's a bit of a wash between both just because of the combination. So I'm going to go south in a close one here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next game, you got... Well, we're actually going to this game for the reporting, so thank you, um, Warriors, for allowing this one. Uh, you got Warriors versus Canberra at Morton Daly Stadium. For Warriors, Dalton's Lesniak concussion, Josh Curran in an Aaron Penne suspension, and Edward Cozy have been admitted. Uh, Rocco Berry and Viliami Valia yeah. on the wings, and Jack Murchie and Alicia Gatoa on the bench while Bailey Searin and moves into the starting side. Uh, ben Murdoch Masilla has been sidelined since round four with a knee injury and listed amongst the reserves. Um, and Dijon Arcee made a mid-sweep and switch for the Cowboys is also on the reserves list, but I doubt he'll get a run. Uh, Elliot Whitehead back on deck. Uh, Harry Rushton, Harry Rushton is missing out for Elliot Whitehead. Um, and Jay Croker listed amongst the reserves, but I doubt he'll also get a run. Whew. Um, the odds on this one. $2 to the Warriors, Canberra at $1.80. So, obviously, that's one got beaten by 60 points last week and one got beaten by 30. Um, but, you know, look, I it, it comes down to which team reacts to getting flogged the best for me. Uh, like, you can go over the matchups all you want, but as I said a couple of weeks ago, it's a kind of different circumstances, but Parramatta lost a very emotional game to the Tigers a couple of weeks ago and came out next week and absolutely obliterated Newcastle. When you have games that go against you like that, it's not how you react in the press conference. It's not how you react in the next day of training. It's how you react in the next game. And whatever team comes out pissed off about losing that badly last week will win this game. I'm going, I'm going Warriors. That, yeah, that, I don't know. Is this is the first game in a while Warriors to play without Josh Curran. So Jazz Savanga comes in at starting lock. And yeah. oh, I think match fitness is going to be something for him because he's been playing off the bench this season so far. I, I'm Again, this is this is the second of the four 50-50s and it's so hard to get it. I love the fact that Viliami Vali is back in. He, he made a Decent impression his first game of the season then was injured and he and he's back now. So I'm really looking forward to see how he goes. And especially with Rocco Berry over on the other wing. You've got Charles Nickel Cookstar on the bench. And he said that he knows the club's bigger than any one player and he's going to work hard to get his position back. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does off the bench, remembering that's where he started when he first came to Canberra from memory. And that's a pretty scary-looking bench with Howie Renaira, Adam Elliott, Corey Horsburgh to join him. And this is what we are talking about at the start of the season with Canberra with their buffet of forwards, really. Um, the fact that you're still keeping the young Harry Russian out, Emre Gula still not getting a run. Oof. Like Canberra have to turn it around at some point, right? They've got too much talent and skill through that team to not get a win. But... How's Sean Johnson going to react and Stacey Jones and all them after that freaking flogging? I, oh, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it's got to be one or the other. I'll go. So I'm just thinking of all the tips I've already put in my phone. I tip Warriors then. But now I'm thinking mm. I might go in and change it to Raiders. Okay. 
This is going to be good. There's a few changes for this squad. So you're tipping. All right, next game. Roosters versus um, Bulldogs. I'm going to have to write so this down because I'm going to forget by the time we finish up. So I go Raiders and I went Rabbits, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. cool. Four dollars fifty to the Bulldogs, a dollar twenty to the Roosters. Um, in this game, Bulldogs. That's a lot more about in. how poor the Roosters are playing than how good the Bulldogs are playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brent Naden and Jack Averill returned from COVID. Jaden Ockenbor and Jacob Karaz is out, which is disappointing. Karaz had a really good game last week. It was only, yeah, he like, really one of the only ones attacking. Newcastle Junior as well. Uh, see you, Mena Fenangai. Wow, you did a really good job on that. Good, Well done. Replaces a hit, hit. Wait for it. Billy Tess Cricket. <laughs> Test, Test Cricket? Test Cricket, yeah. Billy's right. Test Cricket. Love it. Oh, oh Richie Benner himself. Um, he comes on the bench for Ava. Um, 100% Kevin he's McGuire, Kevin oh, McGuire comes on to the wing for suspended Daniel Tupo. Uh, Je- Raria Hargraves and Radley are back in the running side with Takiyaho and Nat Butcher start from the bench. That could be a late change. Uh, as Adam said, the best way to explain this one is if Roosters play bad, Bulldogs will, Bulldogs will come close, probably still won't win. If they play to anywhere near their standard, um, Roosters will shit it in. That's yeah. a pretty good assessment of what's going to happen in this game. It's interesting that like, for the Roosters, a lot's talked about Tedesco. A lot's talked about Sam Walker. They talk about Joseph Manu. There's even talk about Victor Radley. One name that's not getting mentioned a hell of a lot, and I think it's quite coincidental that the Roosters aren't playing real well, is Luke Keary. Actually, he did get a bit of a roasting the other day. He did. He got a roasting last week. I think that's the first time they've actually talked about him. He, he's done almost he, – he's, he's done nothing this year. And, and to me, which he's is... such a key – to their attack, which is funny considering he missed a lot of last year. Well, it kind of annoys me because he, in the last 20 years, I reckon, he has had the best apprenticeship you could possibly ask coming into grade. So he started with Adam Reynolds as his halfback and him playing six. Then he moved into Mitchell Pierce playing in the halves with him. Mm-hmm. And then he moved into Cooper Cronk in the halves for his first seven years of career, he never had to be the dominant half. He could just play the way he saw it. Now it's his turn to bring someone under his wing and teach him, you know. Mm. The only way this bloke could have cool. a better run is if he had Jonathan Thurston and Dowie Cherry Evans as the next two lined up. But three out of the five of the best probably halves in the last 20 years, uh, 15 years probably, I, it's a long... It, it, it's when a did John's retire, Jared? 2007. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's why I said 15. Um, yeah, so in the last 15 years, he's had the best apprenticeship you could possibly ask for with the highest quality of halves, three out of five. Yeah. Like, he, he, I was thinking about this the other day. He should be doing a lot better mm-hmm. with Sam Walker. And I, yeah. I think, like, one of the reasons they played so well last year is because he was out through an injury, they knew there was no coming back for him that season and they just had to fill that void. 
he's here and they're expecting him to do something and it's not happening. So I think the rest of the team are trying to pick up the slack around it. He has to start running the ball. He's getting it and just flicking it on at the moment. And he, it's not he how he start plays. running the team. Oh, that too. But I think like, that will start with him running the ball, getting back to his game. Like he's got the when, pace. When, when the Roosters are good, they're like a mix between halfway between Penrith right now and Melbourne at all times. So Melbourne are just so consistent. They're like a, a square hammer trying to knock over a door and it's hit the same spot every single time. You come up with and the most random freaking metaphor. But they're, so, they're, they're, like they're just so consistent. Where, the root, where Penrith are just flying all over the place. Like they just had their attack is just flary as fuck and they're just doing this sweeping back lines and it's working for them. And they're kind of in between where Roosters are very ultra consistent in their own half, but when they were good, their attack was like elite level. Like they were throwing the ball away like yes. no one's ever seen. And they're, they're, they're definitely the mix between Pembroke and Melbourne. Um, but the thing about it is, as I said, in their own half, they've always had a half going, this is where, this is the blade of grass we need to end up for me to put the kick in. Yeah. And Mitchell Pierce did that. Cooper Cronk did that. And that's why I was so dominant because I had that half. And then he called, they, they looked at the defense and go, this play will score a try. And that's how they won. That's not happening for them anymore. There is not as much control happening in, the, in their own half. And they're kicking game at the end because both Kiri and Walker do not have long kicking games. So if you can dominate them in their 20, which is easier said than done with Rhea Hargraves, Tupo, Tedesco, you know, those really mm. strong runners out of their 20. Easier said than done. But if you get that opportunity, they're not kicking it past that 40, 30 metre line on the full. They're not kicking it past it. So, yeah, um, Kiri needs to do a lot better. Sooner with all that being way. said, we're still going to the Roosters. Yeah, we're still going to the Roosters. Yeah. All right, next game. You've got Eels versus Cowboys. Odds on this one, $1.31 to Eels, $3.50 to Cowboys. Now, a lot of people um, are tossing and turning about this one. So if it's down at Bank West or Combat, whatever it's called, that's a bit of a fortress for the Eels lately. And yet the atmosphere and all the crowd behind you. This one's up at Darwin. It's the annual game up there that the Eels take, that the Cowboys are involved in. And that evens the playing field, even pushes it towards Cowboys' um, home game and then paying, what, $3 something? Uh, that's a hell of a lot of value based around how they played last week, albeit against a Titans defensive side. That's a different challenge to Parramatta's. Yeah. Um, okay. E- Eels unchanged and both unchanged, actually. There could yeah. be some late swaps off the bench, but I'm expecting the Eels. Actually, no, do you know what? I'm going to pick Cowboys on this. Yeah, goddammit, I picked the eels in my phone and I forgot about the Darwin thing, and this is another one. Yeah, no, I just, like, the Cowboys had a really good, strong game last week. They've got the very dynamic forwards that can handle para, like the really athletic and starting, I love. Yeah. But there's a chance of that switching. And then you throw Tamalolo in there, like, him versus Paul, like, fuck Holy shit, this is you we're gonna hear that collision from down here. Yeah, it's a, was it the second yeah. week in a row or third week in yeah, second week in a row that the hammer's been named in the reserves. I yeah. don't see him coming in, but <sighs> ooh. Uh, Where are you going? Ooh. Oh mate, you you know you're actually supposed to make this decision before the podcast, right? No, no, I literally do it while we talk things out. 
uh, because when I just look at it on my phone, I'm like, yeah, that's a better team. That's a better team. Whereas here, I'm actually going, yeah, what? I'm looking yeah, at everything like, all in a nutshell. Like, I, 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 think, there. I think out of all the teams on Cowboys Day, they can actually handle para. Like, yeah. this the Ford, the Ford, they've got very, see, pa- Parramatta's Ford pack is very, um, very strong because they've got very huge human beings who can offload and just run hard. Whereas Ooh, Cowboys, right there, no, mm. no, no, but that, that that's that's what Parramatta do. Does run hard? Like a lot of teams don't actually do it. Like you look at, well, for example, David Clemmer. He always hiccups on his way to the. He always hiccups on the way McLean. to the. Yeah, stuff like even break runs. Um, yeah, even Marty to power sometimes. He's very, yeah. He tries to step too much. Tries to he, weighs 100, he weighs 115 kilos. We're reading Campbell Gillard, Nathan Brown, Junior Paulo. I'll probably yeah. more Campbell Gillard and Nathan Brown. Just fucking run at him. And they make so many meters off that. Junior Paulo is the one who tries to step, but he's always got an offload. Um, but these country boys, these young fellas, you know, Griffin M.A., uh, Ruben Cotter, they're tough. To me, this this game's going to come down. Who scores first? If the Eels score first, the Cowboys still aren't built to come back and stay in a game if they're scored against quickly. Yeah, I don't think. They're building towards it, and I think the Cowboys need to get their up and in. Oh, sorry, they're up and in your face defense and line speed going again early on. And put some pressure under Dylan Brown in the centers. Put some pressure under Jake Arthur in the halves. Hayes Perham's only in his second game on the wing there. Uh, yeah, all right. Now go, Cowboys. I'm going to have to jump in and change my tip. All right. Next game. Oh, shit. Newcastle versus Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne will win. Next game. Okay. I'm going Storm. <laughs> Brody Jones comes in. No, no. Oh, don't, no we don't even have to talk about it. Again. Simi Sasaji comes into the centres for Dane Gagai. Oh god! The odd, I'll just give you the odds. Uh, Newcastle seven dollars, Melbourne dollar ten. Next Is that game, all? seven dollars. Yeah. Next game, say, Remy uh, Smith Dra- has been named despite that head injury last no, week. He'll play. He doesn't matter. They just have twenty other robotic like centers who would just kill Newcastle anyway. Um, Dragons versus West Tigers, <laughs> Wynn Stadium, Sunday afternoon. This is the last of the 50-50s. Yeah, dollar fifty-four to St. George Wolves freaking peeking out that they're actually favourites. Two dollars fifty to the Tigers. Um, so Jack Berger got injured, arm injury. Um, Josh McGuire take goes in the second row for Jaden Sewer. Tyrell Fulmiano coming to interchange. I I would expect that to be a late change. Yeah, me too. Um, there's with, with the Jack. Bird situation. There's a few options. M by the six, Tyro Sloan to one, or Amone and Sullivan coming into six, interchanging one of those two on the bench. I don't know. Um, for Tigers, Stafford Toa comes in at fullback, which I think is a mistake. Um, Oliver Gildard. Oh, Laurie's injured, is isn't he? Yeah, but surely there's a better fullback than Stafford Toa. Like, he, he's a very fringe winger I would say he's, he's oh, very this is very, one of the few teams where you're looking at who would it be 
Well, surely there's a who, who, who plays for the Tigers in reserve grade at fullback. I got a lot. I'm having a lot. Oh, I, you just Fanu, who's Fanua Pole Junior Pauga? No idea. What's Austin Diaz? He's a forward, isn't he? Austin Diaz. Uh, who, who's a Tyron Peach? He's played fullback suburbs. before. Um, what about Jock Madden? Could he play Jock Madden play fullback? Yeah, he could. And bring Peachy onto the interchange. Peachy's playing six for the reserves. He's a captain, isn't he? Yeah, but they they've got interchangeable. <laughs> uh, um, Gildart and Luke Garner in the centres. Kelma Tulagi returns to the back row. Missed him last week's win. And Alex Safar shooting to the interchange bench. So that's I'm I'm gonna go. I said before Tigers, but I forgot about Dane Laurie being out, and that's uh... yeah. I'm going Dragons. I just think Ben Hunt with that high ball is gonna bomb the shit after Tala, and he's gonna struggle hard because why is the next Newcastle junior? He 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 was very raw when he went to the Tigers, and I was glad they were kind of putting him on the bench, putting him in reserve grade to get a few more games under his belt. And then now they're starting him at fullback. I think that's a mistake. I really do. So now do I go uh, back on my bet and go Dragons? <laughs> fucking hell. And just, who's going to have a bigger, what's going to be a bigger impact? Laurie being out and the sweep and the, the, the ball playing that he does from fullback um, and his position in defense with against one of the highest bombers in the game, most accurate, Ben Hunt, or Bird coming out and then either throwing a Monet into 5 8, which to me would be the easiest and the least disruptive, and bring someone onto the bench, preferably Sullivan, give him some experience, or do they? Put Sloan at fullback, which he played earlier in the year, and bring Embi into six. Either way, that's probably still more of a that's probably less of a change to the system than I think the Tigers will be in for. Oh, yeah, not. look. Oh, there we go. That's been one of Cronulla's worst halves of the season um, so it's far. Still six nil. No, it's six four now. Katoni Stags. Oh no. So. Now he's on the opposite side of Talakai anyway, so they weren't going to match up. Okay, so that's the games for this weekend. Um, keep an eye out for some unreal. <laughs> this is why Adam can't watch a game during a podcast. Um, oh, sorry, he's on the same side as Talakai. That's right. He just literally yeah, he... ran around him and around Mulatalo. Yeah, right. Um, from 20 metres out. Um, wow. Yeah, well, that's pretty quick. All right, so keep an eye out for some extra content coming popping up over the weekend because we are going to that Warriors Canberra game and watch um, watch the press conference because I'm actually going to say something this time. You will not. You're chicken out again. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be an awesome weekend. Thank you to Warriors. Thank you to Hot Nation for sponsoring the tipping comp. As always, Hopefully everyone. Yeah, as always. Um, Don't listen that, to my tips. They've, they've chopped and changed so much already. Leading this yeah, weekend. other than that, guys, we will probably go back to normal scheduling next week. Yeah. Hopefully we won't be trying to do a podcast while Adam's distracted with the current game. And You told me not to, to say that. You told me not to do any promises because we keep breaking them. And then he goes to 1770 and forgets about life, which is what we all want to do. 
So yeah, uh, I do apologize to Adam profusely for that one. I legit forgot what day it was, and it was fantastic. And the best um, holidays. Yeah. So yeah, I will. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.